You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Where is Alex Kirilov? Let's talk prospects next on Fantasy Baseball's Day in 5. Welcome to FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Saturday, June 18th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. Five prospects on the verge of getting the call. O'Neill Cruz with the Pirates, Alex Kirilov with the Twins, Riley Green with the Tigers, Vinny Pasquantino with the Royals, and Miguel Vargas with the Dodgers. Scott, we know Alex Kirilov is crushing it right now, so he's been in the news, as has O'Neill Cruz. There was... Some talk about Super 2 deadlines, and he could be up within the next week. What do you think Mm -hmm. about those two? Yeah, I think, you know, first of all, the Super 2 thing, we don't have an exact date. We won't know the date until years from now. Uh, So it's it's just kind of a a guess based on, you know, the past, (laughs) how how, what what exactly the cutoff is going to be for that. But it is normally near the end of June, and we're coming up on that now. So I think it's more likely than not O'Neill Cruz is up by the end of the month. He has been much better after a miserable start at AAA. You know, there is no way the Pirates could call him up when he was hitting under 200, but he's looked more like how he should have looked all along over the past month or so. And uh, top of the scale, exit velocity, you know, could be a massive power speed threat if he makes enough contact. So I think if he got dropped in your league after the early season hype, it might be time to add O'Neill Cruz again. Kirilov is, I, I might be almost as excited about him because the way he's been producing at AAA is, frankly, is as good as we've ever seen him, as much power as we've ever seen from him, if nothing else. And he, he had some great minor league seasons before, but he's just... You know, barely a day goes by where he doesn't homer right now. Clearly too good for the level. And we have hardly seen him at full health in the majors before. I think, I I feel like he's, everyone's kind of over Alex Kirilov, but he's been playing with that bad wrist uh, most of last year and then early this year. Landed him on the IL. uh, But he seems, just based on the performance, he seems to be past it now. And, uh, you know, Rocco Baldelli, Twins manager, says it's just a matter of of finding an opening for him because the places where they play Kirilov, they feel pretty happy with the options they have there. However, Trevor Larnack has cooled off. Jose Miranda, uh, after showing signs of coming around, he's cooled off as well. And I, I think they might be on the verge of making a switch there soon. Uh, let's see... Vinny Pasquantino, unfortunately for him, Carlos Santana has kind of picked it up at the plate, which, you know, he hadn't really produced since 2019. So it's, it's, it's really bad timing. But I think the Royals are trying to see if they can redeem anything for him in a trade as the deadline approaches. And so maybe they're going to slow play with this with Pasquantino. Obviously can't use him as DH because Salvador Perez and MJ Melendez are splitting time there when they're not catching. Uh, Riley Green, it's going to be any day now. I mean, he had made the opening day roster before he hurt his foot. So I think probably the Tigers are just waiting till they're, they're confident uh, that the Super 2 cutoff is passed because 
you know, at this point, why not? Fair enough. All right, let's move over to five prospects on the periphery. These are names that are doing something of note as of late. And we'll start with Dustin Harris with the Rangers, Ken Waldachuk with the Yankees, Khalil Watson with the Marlins, Sedane Raffaella with the Red Sox, and Joe Boyle with the Reds. Scott, Dustin Harris, you think there's any chance that we see him this season with Texas? I think it's unlikely. He is. He hasn't reached AAA yet. Uh, and and he'd been kind of underwhelming to begin the year. He's picked it up lately. He, uh, you know, he at one point he had nine home runs over a twenty-one game stretch mm. after a very slow start to the season. But I should point out his start to last season was even slower. He had one home run on June twenty-fourth last year, and then ended up having some of the best numbers of any minor league hitter. So it seems like somebody who may heat up with with the weather and and impacts the ball well is is elevating even better than last year that was the key to his breakthrough last year and he's done an even better job of it this year uh, he's eligible at first base in fantasy but he's been playing mostly outfield in the minors this year so that helps dustin harris his fantasy prospects ken waldachuk's numbers are ridiculous at triple a the strikeout rate era whip everything he's a unusual pitcher he's one of those who thrives more on deception than pure stuff. So it's kind of a gimmicky thing. The slider does have a lot of sweeping action and I don't want to undersell him. I mean, people used to say that about Joe Ryan and obviously if you if you bought into Joe Ryan, you're happy with that right now. So it's a good idea to, to make an investment in Ken Waldachuk who's probably highly available in a lot of fantasy leagues, but he doesn't earn high, particularly high marks in a traditional prospect sense. Khalil Watson's on here because he's just it's just been a disaster for him. You know, he was one of the four big shortstops coming out of last year's draft. We weren't sure what order to draft them and in Dynasty Leagues. Jordan Aluller, uh, Marcelo Meyer, and Brady House being the others. They've all done fine, especially Lawler and Meyer, but Watson is like the strikeout rate's over 40%. He just still good tools there, but there's a lot of work to be done. So I'd be a little worried about him in Dynasty at this point. And I want to mention this, Joe, Joe Boyle for the Reds. He has made, at least as of record, as, as of this recording, uh, early Friday, Joe Boyle has made all of 10, I'm sorry, all of nine starts in the minors this year. Nine starts for Joe Boyle. He's allowed 10 hits oh, in nine what? starts. Yeah. Wow. Way too many walks. So I, I worry how that's going to go for him at the higher levels. But when you're, when you're preventing hits in that way, uh, clearly that says something about your stuff. All right. The name there again, Joe Boyle with the Reds. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Monday morning. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.